0: So we're going to jump right in to the second part of the series, The Do-Over, and the title of this message today is The New You. I want to say to every single person that is watching, it doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter where you come from, and it doesn't matter what your history is, I'm telling you today, you've done nothing that has caused Yahweh God to stop loving you. You have done nothing that has caused him to stop searching you out. He hungers for you. His passion is to be worshipped by every single one of his creation of which you are. So Father, I lift my voice today over the people that are present in this room and over those who are watching online. And I pray that today that you will cause us to see. Cause us today to be honest with ourselves. Cause us to be very fully aware of the condition of our lives. We don't need to hold anything back. Wherever we are today isn't between us and the neighborhood. It's between us and you. And I pray that today that you will help each and every one of us to accept whatever condition we might be in at the moment to be fleeting. Because we're going to turn our attention and our focus on you. We're going to allow you to begin to change the person and the condition that we are in. Into the person in the condition you desire us to be. So Father today I pray for every hearer. I pray for every watcher. I pray for every person under the sound of my voice. That you by Holy Spirit will help us today. To engage you and to listen. Not with the ear of the natural. Not listening to what others are saying about us, but listening to what you are saying about us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I want to ask you three questions, and I'm going to try to answer those today in the context of this message, The New You. The first question is, how does Yahweh feel about you and me? That's the first question. Second question, how does He respond to to our unscripted moments, the moments that we intended to do well, but somehow in the middle of it, we thought that was a big oops. How does he respond to those unscripted moments? And for some of us, a moment is measured oddly nowadays. In fact, it wasn't too long ago. Let me say it this way. I'm kind of behind the times, I suppose, because it wasn't too long ago that I realized when people said it happened in a minute, that a minute didn't mean minute, like I used to understand minute. Minute now is a period of time. I don't know when it changed. I don't know how it changed. I don't know why it changed. I didn't have any control over it. But it changed. So when someone says, oh yeah, in a minute, I'm going to do it. It doesn't mean like in 60 seconds. It means a period of time. So when I say that, I say it for this reason. Moments to all of us are defined very differently. What might be a moment of oopsie to me might have lasted for an hour. Your moment of oopsie, well, you might be in it. And it can't find your way out. And you feel like you've been in it for a long time. I have good news. He's going to respond to that and is trying to respond to that right now. Third question. What provision has the Father made to help us overcome ourselves? What provision has the Father made to help you and me overcome me? And I got to tell you. Those who are in this room, there aren't many in this room right now, but I don't know anybody in this room. Well, I know everybody in this room, but I don't know anyone in this room that would not say that there have been days that we just need to overcome ourselves. We need to really, putting it more simply, get over ourselves. We need to realize, you know what? I might be hot, but I'm not as hot as I thought I was. I might be cold, but I'm not as cold as I... See, they thought I was leaving it there. But whatever I am, maybe I am not what I thought I am was. And I need I am to do a work in this. So let's talk about these things. Let's talk about our yesterdays first. Let's do that first of all by turning in your Bible to Isaiah chapter 65. And we're going to begin with verse 1. Again, I want to remind you while you're turning there that we serve a God That loves to be worshipped. Say it with me even if you're in your living room and you're all alone. Repeat after me. Say, I serve a God God that loves loves to be be worshipped. Say it again. I I serve a God God that loves loves to be worshipped. He loves it. Loves, 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 loves. To be worshiped. He loves your attention. Undivided, 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 divided, misplaced. He's looking for your attention. Let's read in Isaiah 65 and find out what yesterday looked like for so many of us. In Isaiah 65, beginning with verse 1 in the English Standard Version, it reads like this. And if you have the Bible app downloaded and you have service up, you're going to be following along very easily this morning. And it reads like this. It says, I was ready to be sought. That's powerful. That is a powerful statement because this is what Christ is saying. This is the nature of Jesus Christ. He said, I am ready to be sought. All I need is someone to seek me. I'm ready to be sought and I need some seekers I need some seekers so I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me I'm looking for a seeker I'm ready to be sought I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me and I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me I said here I am here I am to a nation that wasn't even called by my name. I showed up to a people that really he's talking about the gentiles. He's prophesying Isaiah is about the gentiles and about Christ coming to the gentiles and the response. He said I showed up to a nation that wasn't even called by my name. You really had no you had no right to me. But nevertheless, I showed up. I spread out my hands All day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good and they follow their own devices. A people who provoke me to my face all the time. It's continuous. They sacrifice in gardens and they make offerings on bricks. They sit in tombs without feeling strange or odd about it. They find comfort among the dead. And they spend the night in secret places. Hmm. They eat pig's flesh, and broth of tainted meat is in their vessels. They don't even know that the meat is spoiled. Nevertheless, they still eat it. And they say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. And he says, these are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Again, he says, I was ready to be sought by a people that were not asking for me. And I was ready to be found by a people who were not seeking me. See, whatever moment you're in that we talked about a moment ago, it doesn't matter what moment you're in. Whatever moment you're in, it's irrelevant to him. It is in that moment he's still seeking you out. He's still searching for you. He is ready. He says, I want you to lift your head. Here's the moment, and it's this high. He said, I want you to get on your tiptoes and look over because I'm out there on your horizon. I'm out there and I'm my arms are wide open, and I'm saying, that's where you are. This is where you can be. I have provision for you. You're stuck in a moment of futility. You're stuck in a moment of embarrassment. You're stuck in a moment of condemnation. You're stuck in a moment where everybody has identified you a particular way. You're stuck in a moment where you feel like you're unworthy. You're stuck in a moment, no matter how short or long, that you feel like there's no hope. And all the while, the Father's saying, I've got an answer to every one of your justifications for ignoring me. And the answer is, my arms are wide open. I'm seeking you. I want to be found by you. I want to be sought out by you. I want you to find me. He is always searching out anyone who has an ear to hear. You're watching today from wherever you're watching, and there's people that are watching right now. You have absolutely no relationship with a father. You're watching because you're curious. There are others who are watching that have some level of relationship with a father, But at its very best, it's an awareness of his presence, but there's really not a relationship. There's a flesh deep relationship. I'm aware of him. I know he is, but there's no blood deep relationship. I want to get into the middle of who he is. I want to find out what his nature is. I want his nature to become my nature. And there's people who are watching. You've been serving the Lord all of your life and yet you've gotten stuck somehow. Your, your present moment, you're stuck in a place that you keep saying the same scriptures, quoting the same scriptures, doing the same things, going to the same places, lifting your hands the same way, and somehow there is no joy in it. Somehow you don't find any life in your relationship or assumed relationship with the Father. Somehow it's a quiet place. Somehow what one time was joy and was passion and was life has suddenly become a very quiet, desolate land. And in the middle of it, you you keep telling yourself I'm just going to lift my hands and I'm just going to speak and I'm just going to prophesy and the next day comes and nothing changes and the next day you do the same thing and it comes and nothing changes I'm telling you the father is not dwelling in desolate lands he is drawing people out of those desolate places he's not dwelling in that place where there is no voice he is the voice that is calling you forth he wants to be found found No matter the condition, no matter what your moment is, no matter where you are today, completely lost, a little bit lost, a little bit found, a lot found, and in the middle of a lot of found, being so completely confused. Wherever you are, He knows. He knows. He knows. And He says, I am ready to be searched out by you. I am not prepared to be mocked in the sense of robotic relationships. He said, I want you to dig deep. Get right into my eye if you can on the other side of that screen. I'm telling you right now, dig deep in your moment. Dig deep in your moment. Stop justifying no one gave you a chance. Stop justifying by saying, I've been a believer all my life. What can you teach me? I'm teaching you something right now. Stop justifying where you are today and get into the place where the father wants you to be. If you aren't in the middle of joy, if you aren't in the middle of freedom, if you aren't in the middle of deliverance, if you aren't in the middle of salvation, if you aren't in a blood relationship with the father today, blood deep. I want to tell you today you are not where he wants you to be. It doesn't matter where you are seated, it doesn't matter where you've been. I'm telling you he has a he is he wants to be Found by you because where he is those things that I just described do not exist he wants to be found the Gentile the person that was outside of the Jewish they were not God's chosen people they were not God's chosen people but the Gentile was in the heart of the father before the New Testament was even written as Isaiah began to prophesy he recognized Maybe, did he have an understanding? Who knows? I wasn't there. I couldn't ask him. I never sat by the fire with him. Did not grill a steak with him. I have no idea. But I know he prophesied. And what the Father put in him, he spoke. And he said, I'm telling you, the Christ is coming. And he's looking for a people. And all they've got to do is seek. All they've got to do is search. All they've got to do is look. And all they've got to do is hear. He understands who. We are. Listen to me. Whoever you are. He understands who you are. Let today become your yesterday. If your relationship is not where the Father wants you to be. And you know it. You know it. You can watch me on here. You do not need this preacher. You do not need this guy to stand up here and tell you whether or not you're in the right place or not. You know today. And I'm telling you, he's getting your attention. He wants to be sought out by you. Seek him out today. And he wants this moment not to be your present, but he wants it to be your yesterday. And then what does it look like in today's life? Turn in your Bibles. Just look down a little bit in Isaiah 65. Look down to verse 13. The incredible thing about God is not only does He heal and forgive our past mistakes, He completely changes our identity. Not only does he look at us and say, I'm aware of where you've been. You've repented. And I'm cleaning that slate. And the crazy thing is he doesn't say, in the condition you're in, I'm going to leave you that way. He completely transforms your identity. When I got saved in 1985, on July the 8th of 1985, When I gave my heart to the Father, I can tell you in a moment, before I walked out the doors of that choir room where that preacher prayed for me, before I walked out the doors of that choir room and I asked God to forgive me and I asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life, before I walked out the doors of that choir room, the identity of Steve Parker had completely changed. I didn't recognize it all. I didn't realize how much I had changed, except for a little at a time. When I walked out, I no longer desired some of the things. I didn't want to go to some of the places that I used to go to. I didn't want to hang around with some of the people that I used to hang around to. My identity changed. It didn't, before I walked out the door, I didn't have a long list. He didn't drop a list from the heavens that said, this is what you're going to do. But slowly and, but, and surely, as I begin to move through my next day, I begin to realize that, man, yesterday I would go hear or say this and be completely comfortable with it and suddenly I begin to realize that in me that wasn't the right way. He began to change who I was because all of a sudden it wasn't about simply knowing that Jesus is the son of God and that he can save. It was knowing that Jesus is the son of God and he did save. He saved me. He delivered me from a place where I was and I had found comfort. And brought me into a place where He is and where His comfort dwells. That's what He wants for you and me. And Isaiah 65 verse 13 says this. Therefore, because of all these other things that we read a moment ago, 1 through 5. Therefore, thus says the Lord. Remember 1 through 5, this was your yesterday. In Isaiah 65, He's saying, but this is what your promise is. Therefore, thus says the Lord God. Behold, my servants will eat, but those of you that do not seek me, you will be hungry. Behold, those who seek me will drink, but those who don't will be thirsty. Behold and remember I was talking about rejoicing a moment ago? He said, "Behold, those who seek me out, they will rejoice, but those who don't will be put to shame. Behold, those who seek me will sing for gladness of spirit, because they recognize I'm no longer a prisoner of me. No longer am I a prisoner of me. He said, my servants will sing for gladness of heart, but you that do not seek me, you will cry out for pain of heart, and you will wail because your spirit will be broken. What does he mean by that? He means you'll wail because, again, you, if, you do, if we do not, we, 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 if we do not choose to search him out and to walk, walk with, it's an easy walk. If we do not choose to walk with him, to search him out, to receive him, and to walk with him, I'm telling you today, the sadness of heart, the shame, all... That he describes here, it happens because the futility never ends. It never... Every single day you wonder, will it get better, will it get better, will it get better? And it never does. Because the answer to getting better is Jesus Christ. Then he says this. I want to do this for your today. Remember, I'm talking to you, whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you've been, no matter what the condition of your life has been... I'm speaking this word to you because he spoke this word to you. He said, this is what I'm going to do if you will seek me out. Well, first, he addresses those who don't. He said, those who don't seek me out, I'm going to leave leave your name to my chosen as a curse. In other words, you try to pass on your... You try to infect as many people as you can. You try to convince as many people as you can that God isn't real. But he says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put an end to that. I'm going to cause your voice, he said, put you to death. But he's saying, I'm going to put it, I'm going to make sure your voice is not heard. And I'm going to make sure that you can no longer infect this one or that one. He said, but my servants, but my servants, those who will seek me, those who will search me out. He said, I'm going to call them by another name. I'm going to give them, They will. it will be a new you. He said, I'm going to call them by another name. And I know some of you have addressed this in the past. Some of you, you've grown up in homes and lives and families and situations and foster care and natural care. In every way, you've grown up in situations where all that you ever received was people speaking negative over you, telling you how much of a failure you were, how you did this wrong or you did that wrong, and they never built you up. And the Father said, not me. Right. That was yesterday. If you will seek me out... I'm going to give you a brand new name. Yes, that's right. If you will seek me out, I'm going to give you a brand new name. So that he who blesses himself, verse 16, in the land will bless himself by the God of truth. And he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth. Because the former troubles, everybody say the former troubles... Because the former things, because the who I was, is no longer the who I am. The former troubles are forgotten and aren't even visible any longer to my eyes, he says. I do not see your yesterday anymore. If you search me out, your today will annihilate your yesterday. If you will search me out, he said, your right now moment or minute or whatever you want to call it will completely supplant what your yesterday moment or minute was. Even if that was just moments ago. He will cover us because we are called when we come into relationship, when we receive Him, we are called by another name. It is important that you get that this morning. It is important that you get that this morning. Stop lying against the truth. Stop looking in the mirror and telling it yourself and telling everybody you know when God is doing a work on you. Stop telling them, I'm a work in progress. Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's justification for failure. I can fail with a good conscience. That's what that means. You are not a work in progress. You are a completed work. Your today annihilates your yesterday. You might say, well, you don't know, man. If you could see what, I mean, even today, I mean, I'm just walking this thing out and the things that come out of my mouth and this and that and the other. Oh, you think that defines you? Oh, you think that's who you are? See, if you identify with whatever you identify with, that's what you're going to become. So you think that defines you? See, you are a completed work. You're not a work in progress. Well, what about sanctification? What about Him changing me here, a little there, a little line upon line, precept upon precept? It's going to happen. He's changing me. But see, the work is already done in His mind, in His heart, in His spirit. He, the work was done when He went into me, into the dirt. The work was done. The work isn't on His end. It's on my end. Trusting Him every single day and not beating myself up because I tripped over a bad decision or a bad moment and recognizing I'm still a son I'm still a son I am still a son i am still a son i not going to everybody and feeling like I have to justify in verse 16 what does he say he says this he says he who blesses himself in the land will bless himself by the God of truth and what he's saying there is I'm blessed because I serve the God of truth. The reason I'm blessed is because I serve the God of truth. In other words, what's he saying? The reason I'm confident in who I am, I'm not focusing on my stumbling moment. I'm not focusing when I, on the trip. I'm not focusing on the fall. I'm focusing on the one who came and lifted me up when I fell and who caught me when I stumbled. That's my focus, and I am blessed because I know the God of truth. That's why I'm blessed. I'm not blessed because I do everything perfect. I'm blessed because I do everything with the intent of serving and honoring and worshiping my God. That's why I'm blessed. Because I serve the God of truth that said, Oh, I caught you. Got you again. Mm, You need to hear what I'm telling you today. And then He'll take whatever and wherever you are today and give you a forever. He literally has an eternal plan for you and me. I can tell you when He breathed breath into your nostrils, when He breathed life into you, He did not breathe that life With the intention of saying, I'm going to give you about 78 years and my breath will run out. I'm going to give you 103 years and then it's over. Enjoy the dirt that you are while you're on the planet. He didn't do that. When he breathed into you, he had a plan for your natural And he had a plan for your spirit. Your natural would be the testimony on the earth. And your spirit became the testimony in the heavenlies. That God is God and there's not another. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 12, Jesus says this. He said, the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God... And on the, na- and the name of the city of my God and the new Jerusalem, which comes down from God out of heaven and my own new name. Believe what you want to on, about the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, but I'm going to tell you what that is in my world. You can disagree with me if you choose to. That's okay. You can wait for new Jerusalem to arrive, or you can join me and accept the Jerusalem that has come. And I'm telling you, the New Jerusalem to me is the right relationship with the Father. It is recognizing the square parts. It is recognizing the depth and the width. It is recognizing that He is present in me today. It isn't something I have to wait on down the road. You choose when New Jerusalem settles in you. But I have received the New Jerusalem. I have received the truth of Almighty God. And again, I am complete in Him. And He says, which comes down from my God out of heaven... And not only that, but he said, my own new name. I'm really not sure at the end of the day who named me when I was born. I've heard different stories. Heard different stories of how my name came to be Stephen Lee. I'm really not sure how all that occurred. I have an idea. But it's only an idea. And I'm proud of it. I like it. I'm not basing it on where it came from. I'm basing it on the fact that I've gotten pretty used to it in 55 years. And I have no intention of changing it. But what I do know is, what He calls me, that's what I'm accepting. What He says about me, that's what I'm accepting. And I'm going to say to you today, wherever you are and you're watching, it is never, ever too late. To return to the Father, no matter who or what you think that you have become. The one who conquers, he said, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. We all have a yesterday. We all have a today moment where we are right now. But the Father has for you and me, he has a forever moment. Wherever you're watching, whatever your faith is, whatever your beliefs are, why you're watching today. Whatever the reason, I'm telling you right now that the God I serve isn't some ethereal God. He isn't some God that's so far off in the distance that he can't be touched. He's not blind to where I am. He's not deaf to my cry. He's very aware of where I am. Because from the very beginning of time, he had a plan for me. And from the very beginning of time, he had a plan for you. And I'm telling you, this kingdom walk that we walk today doesn't matter how old you are as you watch, but this kingdom walk that we're walking in right now. It isn't about walking without tripping. It isn't about walking without every now and then running into a wall. It isn't about walking without ever having questions. It's simply about walking. And it's about trusting. And it's about believing. And no matter where you are, you haven't done enough you haven't said enough you haven't gone to enough wrong or bad places you haven't been with enough wrong or bad people you haven't done enough to separate you from the love of God and today right now you get a do over in the father's mind he sees the new you in your mind you see the old you he wants to transform what you see in your mind To what he sees in his own. So I'm asking you today. Again wherever you're watching. I'm asking you now. It's private likely. Where you are. Maybe one or two or three. Or not more than ten I'm sure. (laughs) It's private where you are. So there's never a better time. For you without pressure. To ask God to forgive you. Today. Today. Whatever condition you're in, you don't even have to, you don't, don't start listing things. You'll depress yourself. And everybody in the room. (laughs) The incredible thing about him is he said, my heart was to be sought out and I wanted to be found. And if you today, wherever you are, will say, Father, simply forgive me i receive the gift of your son jesus christ as my savior to redeem me today the condition of who you are is irrelevant or who you were is irrelevant when you repent the person that you become that's really what matters and don't judge it by feeling no by faith you are changed and you're gonna find in the same way or similar way that I did suddenly my passions begin to shift the things I wanted to do begin to shift suddenly I became aware of a very present God not a distant one That's right. I had a hunger for him that could not be satisfied with simply reading three or four scriptures a day couldn't be satisfied with reading the whole Bible from cover to cover my passion for him was only satisfied when I would hear his voice and when I would talk to him driving my car or walking down the road or driving screws into sheet metal roofing on a hotel top. That relationship began to develop in such a way that he became so real to me right. that I never found a reason to ever look back. Right. My yesterday is blind to the Father and my yesterday is blind to me. I don't look back then and say, I can't do this. Because I did that. That's right. I look at what's in front of me. And if I can see it. He put it there. So that I could engage it. If it is in front of me. And it is within my sight. It is within his. If it is in front of you. And it is within your sight. It is in his. I invite you this morning. Whoever you are. And you may be in a room. Where people thought you were perfectly. Just. Holy. Holy holy. But you know. Repent. You might be in a room and everybody in that room thinks you're everything but holy. And everybody in that room watching with you right now is everything but holy. Repent. Maybe you, maybe in your voice, they will hear God's voice. Maybe in your heart, in the change of it, they will see God's heart. So, Father, I lift my voice over the people that are watching this today. In whatever place, whatever nation, whatever city, whatever state, whatever location, on whatever platform, it's irrelevant. But I lift my voice over this man, over this woman, over this child, over this family, over these people, wherever they are today. And I look them straight in the eye. And I pray for them and believe for them what I prayed for me so many years ago and believe for me. That you will be God to them in the same way you have become God to me. Holy Spirit, do your work. Do your work. Renew the mind. Renew the heart.